Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota. The main goals of this podcast are to share God's saving word with you and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. How are you doing today, Pastor? I don't deserve. How are you doing? Oh, we've had some health stuff going on through my family, but uh, we're, we're doing all right and getting through it, and uh, kids have been... Uh, coffin and all this junk from not being exposed to any viruses or any any uh sickness for the past year and all of a sudden they've uh got hit by a couple of bu- bugs in a row here and uh but we're, we're doing all right and we're, we're getting through it so let's continue for you uh, uh today we'd like to i'd like to take a look at psalm 34 with you uh this psalm is a uh, psalm that reminds us of the, the great love that god has for us and our response to that love and it's uh, the first three verses we'll be reading. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. You know, I, I mentioned some some health issues this past week and we were in urgent care uh, two or well, three three times, I guess, uh, this last weekend with uh, different family uh, going through different things. We had uh, one, one of my daughters had a severe headache. Another daughter had a, a breakout, uh, hive situation. And, um, you know, it's in those moments when you are especially calling out to the Lord, when you're, uh, in urgent care and you're, you're wondering what's going on and Lord, please help, help, uh, help us in this time of struggle. Um, but the reminder from the Psalmist here is that, uh, it's the, the praise of the Lord and the communication of the Lord is to be a, a continual thing. We are to bless the Lord at all times. His praise to be, is to be continually in our mouths. And, um, you know, it's not as if uh, going to the hospital is the only time we should be communicating with the Lord. It should be at all times. And, and you know, I've really been reminded of this uh, lately in my life is, is that uh, uh, communicating with the Lord is such an important thing that we are to, to praise him, to give glory to him, to boast in him because of uh, all the things that he has done for us. And as we really contemplate on our lives and as we open our, our eyes to see just how much the Lord has done for us, we can't help but open our, our mouth to praise the Lord, to bless the Lord and his holy name. Uh, you know, I think that's a really important point to keep in mind because so many times we look at our life and we may think, well, what do I have to praise the Lord about? What do I have to bless the Lord? I'm you know, in the hospital or struggles are happening. Difficulties are coming my way. And, um, you know, all these bad things are happening. What, what, uh, what, what should I bless the Lord about? Um, but when you keep true Christian perspective, and this is where the truth of what God's word is, uh, really comes into, into focus and helps us realize who we are and who God is, uh, and what he has done for us. If we can keep that, that, that focus on the fact that we are sinners, lost and condemned sinners, and that we uh, are in no way deserving of anything good or happy or blessed in our lives, uh, and then we realize what God has done for us, and that really opens our eyes to the blessings that we have. Uh, I think it's James reminds us, uh, uh, food and clothing, we shall be content um, as long as we have the, the, the things we need to survive in this life, and most importantly, the spiritual blessings that God has given us. Our hearts are opened to bless the Lord, to, to see more clearly the blessings he has for us. And so that's oftentimes my prayer is, Lord, open my eyes to see the blessings that you have given me. And sometimes our blessing is is not in uh, physical worldly happiness. Sometimes we need to recognize the blessing that God gives us is in, in serving others. And that's kind of 
partly where the focus was this last weekend in our, our service sermon on Christ being the true servant of the Lord and how he found his fulfillment uh, in, in serving you and I, in coming to the world and, and serving us. And now we are to serve one another to serve the Lord. And this is how we do it, by blessing his name, by praising uh, him and what he has done for us and by boasting in what he's done. And so then the, the invitation is then, magnify, oh, you listener, whoever you are, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. And we can do that by by serving each other, by continuing to build up Christ's kingdom where, wherever we are, and by by uh, speaking of his great His great uh, name and what he has done for us. And by keeping that, that big perspective and by keeping our eyes open, uh, we can see the blessings even the, in the little things and the blessings that come even through serving. And uh, so we pray that the Lord would uh, remind us and bless us with that as well. Any thoughts on that section there, Pastor? I really like the way you magnified the Lord. And I think of a neat little children's prop. There would be like a magnifying glass. So often we use magnifying glasses to enlarge our vision of something. And I think that's exactly what you did by enlarging our vision about the blessings the Lord gives to us. And ultimately magnify, magnifying means to glorify the name of the Lord because you're examining what he does for us and why we can exalt and praise his name together. So I, I like that idea of magnifying, glorifying the Lord. Let's examine what he does so that we have reason to glorify him. And certainly we can do that during this time of year and any time of year, but as we magnify our vision on his passion, this Lenten season, we can see the depth of his love and it, that gives us reason to glorify and exalt his name together. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and bless you for the chance to study your word today. Help us to continually bless your name and allow your praise to be on our mouths. Help us to uh, magnify you and uh, focus on your work that you have done for us uh, and look to the cross, which is the uh, singular place of salvation where you won eternal life for us. Uh, remind us of your great love and help us now to share that love with one another, to invite others to magnify your name with us and to join together in your holy Christian church. We pray these things in your name. Amen. A couple of reminders uh, coming up this week. Today is March 17th. We'll be continuing our Lenten series this evening. I'll be leading the service here in Mankato uh, with the theme, Walking with Peter from the Council of the Ungodly to the Congregation of the Righteous. Uh, we'll be taking a look at uh, the company Peter chose to spend his time with on uh, Good Friday morning as he was waiting to hear the, the results of his his rabbi's uh, trial that was taking place. And um, uh, we'll consider whether that was the right uh, counsel for him to be spending time with and uh, how we can apply that to our own lives as well. Coming up this Friday, uh, we're blessed to have the opportunity to hear from Emmanuel Lutheran Tour Choir. Uh, it's coming from Eau Claire, uh, the high school college uh, uh, tour choir there. Um, they're on, uh, on their tour right now through uh, South Dakota and uh, Nebraska, I believe, and they're making their way back and they're going to stop here with us uh, this Friday. So pray you can come and join us for that. It's at 7 p.m. on Friday evening. Um, we still have a, a, a sign up online. So please, uh, if you are planning on attending, sign up through that. It uh, looks so far like we don't, uh, we're not expecting to, to hit our, our capacity numbers and, and recently capacity numbers have been expanded.
Due to some recent relaxing on the mandates from the governor's office, uh, we have a greater capacity than before. So uh, please sign up if you're able to, but uh, please come and join us and plan on doing that. Uh, should be a special event uh, and a lot of a lot of fun and a lot of uh, opportunity to magnify the Lord and to, to see how these choir will give praise to the Lord uh, through that. Uh, please continue to keep our uh, call situation in your prayers too. Uh, Mr. Eric Libby and Mr. Kevin Schrader are considering our high school calls and Mr. Matthew Kranz is considering his call uh, to Winter Haven, Florida. Uh, so please continue to keep those men in your prayers. In addition to that, our prayer list for uh, this uh, week includes Tony Schauman, who's still recovering from the car accident uh, surgery he had last week. Um, sounds like things are going well there for him. We also keep Dave Bussey in our prayers, who had surgery last Friday for a rotator cuff, and uh, he's uh, uh, engaging in therapy now to, to uh, get the healing that he needs for that. Keep uh, Max Bodie in our prayers and his uh, wife, who's still in the States. He's been deployed um, for, for a, a stint in the military, and so we pray for Max there. We also pray for Marie Meyer, uh, who is getting treatment for cancer. That would be uh, Grace Schreier's sister, and also Lori Bren, who's Carla Omanson's sister, who's also receiving treatment for her brain cancer as well. This brings us to our doctrine of the day today. Our doctrine today is sin. This might be the shortest uh, word for any doctrine in the Bible, the three-letter word, S-I-N. Uh, how would you like to introduce this for us today, Pastor? Well, I think sin is something that is very construed in different ways today and that's nothing new under the sun first of all because people like to decide what sin is in their own lives if people are not being governed by the word of god then they're being governed by their own conscience and the scary part about that is our conscience as we all know can justify ourselves and what we decide is right or wrong at the given time whether it be hurting or harming our neighbor in his body or with his reputation whether it be taking greed and lust into account and deciding that we deserve what we want at that moment in time for those instant gratification and pleasures of this world. Sin can be very easily taken in a subjective way versus as the Bible teaches is an objective thing because the Lord is the one who tells us what sin is. And so I think it's a danger in our environment today and even among Christian churches because we see this watering down of not only the gospel, we've talked about that before, which is a huge deal, but also watering down of the law as far as who can do what and what the church actually stands up to or against as far as discipline and action. So I think this is a very important topic that we could spend a lot of time on because of the consequences of rebelling against God, which is obviously what Satan wants us to do by giving into sin and also holding it as what we want it. There's really two ways to respond to what God says is sin, and our thoughts will either, either accuse us or excuse us. And unfortunately, it seems like in modern media today that many thoughts are making excuses to sin versus being accused of and being held accountable and responsible and repenting and confessing those sins, which is what we want the Christian to do according to God's word, what God wants us to do according to his word, cling to him and cling to his cross and to his forgiveness. So there's a lot of thoughts here that come to my mind and that maybe it's a little bit of a convoluted way of looking at the whole thing. But basically in my mind, it comes down to sin. People are going to approach sin in different ways. We're going to make excuses to do it or we're going to be accused of it and look to Christ for that forgiveness. 
Yeah, I like the way that you kind of thought about, you know, you think about accusing or excusing and, you know, the the, the human conscience is a, it's definitely a gift God gives us and it's something that is in all of us. You know, my, it's uh, oftentimes referred to as natural law. It's this idea that, you know, no matter where you go in the world, taking a life is wrong. No matter where you go in the world, taking something that doesn't belong to you is wrong. Speaking evil about others is wrong. It's this kind of built-in natural uh, uh right and wrong complex that God has given to us. And I, I always like to kind of uh, compare it to Pinocchio, <laughs> uh, you know, because Pinocchio, in, in, the, in the story of Pinocchio, Pinocchio is not a real boy, so he doesn't have a conscience. He's just a puppet that came to life. So he doesn't know what's right and wrong. He just kind of is running all over, doing whatever he feels like. And he doesn't feel bad when he does something bad and he doesn't feel good when he does something good. And so he needs his conscience, who's Jiminy Cricket, uh, who comes and tells him these things are wrong and these things are, are right. And this is what you should do. And this is what you shouldn't do. And, and that's what our conscience does too. Um, but that said, as you mentioned, a conscience can be dulled, can it? Um, everywhere, no matter where you go in the world, it's wrong to take another life. However, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, women regularly sacrifice their children to the, the Dagon, this false idol, because their conscience was twisted to the point where they thought that was the right thing to do. Um, and today in in United States in 2021, women still are sacrificed and, and including their men too, are, are sacrificing children to the idol of, of uh, uh, self-pleasure and happiness and uh, gratification uh, through the form of abortion. So um, we can excuse any type of sin uh, and uh, our conscience can be dulled to the point where we think that's acceptable. And that's something that we need to continually go back to God's word to sharpen. Should we let it, you know, that's the song from Pinocchio, right? Always let your conscience be your guide. And <clears throat> should we let our conscience be our guide? To the extent that our conscience is in agreement with what God's word says, we should. And um, the way that we keep our conscience sharp and in connection with God's what God's word says is by continuing to stay in his word and see what God's word has to say about these things. And, you know, when you, when you think about the word sin and what, the, you know, the word in the Greek, it's hamartia, and it really means missing the mark. It's an archery term. Um, and, you know, as, as uh, human beings for millennia, uh, hunting was was a way that kept you alive. You aimed at a target and you tried to hit it. That's why I think it really you know applies well to to this idea of sin. And of course, that's why God used this word to apply to sin is because our in life we're constantly aiming for things. We're we're aiming for goals and we're we're striving for achievements. And to sin is to miss. Uh, however we might do that, whether it be because we're aiming at the wrong target or whether because we're being careless or whether because we're being, uh, or if we're trying our best and still missing, it doesn't matter. A miss is a miss, you know, and God doesn't excuse us from sin just because we tried our best and failed. He doesn't excuse us from sin because we're being careless and we didn't know any better. You know, a sin is still a sin, whether we know, we know, we know it or not. And worst of all, of course, if we're deliberately missing, if we're aiming away from the mark on purpose, um, missing is missing and missing, you know, in terms of hunting means you don't put food on your family's table, but in terms of your spiritual life, missing the mark means, uh, means falling short of what God expects from you every single time you know, without, you know, and I think of that archery term too, you know, I, uh, one of my favorite shows or one of my favorite movies growing up was Robin Hood. Remember when he had to try to hit that bullseye right in the bullseye and he splits the splits the other guy's the other guy shot an arrow first he put it right in the bullseye and then he split that arrow and, and hit the same bullseye hit split that arrow right in half 
And that's really what God expects us to do all the time. That's holiness. That's perfection is splitting arrow after arrow after arrow, not just hitting the bullseye, but hitting the, the bullseye of the bullseye. And you may think, well, that's not fair of God to expect us from that. But who are you to say that? Seriously, who are you to, who are you to say that, that, that God's holding us to too high of a standard? Um, we, God, God is the one who made all the heavens and the earth. And, and he's the one who decides what the standards are. And now he expects us to live up to that standard. And when we fall short, um, there's, there are serious consequences that not, not just for our life, which there are consequences, but also for our eternal life. And, but thankfully God did something about that. He sent his son, Jesus to the cross to die on the cross. And as we're reminded, as we're reminded in second Corinthians five, um, that there on the cross, Jesus became sin. So our topic here is sin. Jesus became sin on the cross. He became the, the all sin of all people of all time. He bore it. And so, you know, that guilty conscience you feel when you, when you fall short of God's uh, expectations for you, that guilty feeling, God took all those guilty feelings, not just all your guilty feelings, all your guilty feelings for your whole life, but all the guilt of all the people of all time. And think about the worst people out there. Think about the horrible things they've done. Jesus took all that on himself and he bore that sin and he died for that sin so that now, and here's the amazing part, you might become the righteousness of God in him, that you are the righteousness. You are just as right and holy as God is in his sight. Uh, and that's, that's what's, that's what Jesus came to do was to take that sin, that sin that condemned us to hell and took it away and won eternal salvation for us. One last thing, I, I think that uh, sin, a mistake that a lot of churches make on the concept of sin is who, who sins. Um, so we talk about actual sin. We can also talk about uh, uh, original sin. You want to talk a little bit about original sin for us, Pastor? Sure. I think it's a common misunderstanding. You, you look at a little baby this past weekend. We were at the baptism for our new nephew. And you look at that little child and you're, this, this child is so innocent and helpless. How could this child be a sinner? But you're just looking at the outside, looking at the outward appearance. The Lord continues to look at the heart. And that's the point of baptism, the wash, not the person's body, but the person's soul. And so I think it's a common misunderstanding and false teaching today that people believe that little children can't be sinners. And David says that in Psalm 51, that behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin, my mother conceived me. So we have two sinful parents that give birth to conceive a sinful child. And so that child needs that washing, just like a newborn baby needs to be washed. The body needs to be washed. A newborn child needs to be washed as well with the, the word of God. And Jesus says that to Nicodemus, Flesh, is, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. And so that's what we can rejoice in, in baptism, that it washes away that sin that we were conceived with, that we've inherited from our parents, that original sin, and that God once again provides his grace, not just through his word, but also through the sacraments like holy baptism. And that's one thing we can rejoice in and give thanks for as well. Absolutely. Thank you for, for walking us through that. Uh, our hymn of the day, Pastor, you got the hymn for us today? Go right ahead. This is from the Lutheran hymnal, hymn 379. I like the theme in this. It keeps coming back to, I know that, I know that. So this is the things that the Holy Spirit has reminded us of. And these verses really do fit well with everything the Lord has brought to our attention today through a devotion and through our doctrine discussion. I do not come because my soul is free from sin and pure and whole. 
and worthy of thy grace. I do not speak to thee because I've ever justly kept thy laws and dare to meet thy face. I know that sin and guilt combine to reign over every thought of mine and turn from good to ill. I know that when I try to be upright and just and true to thee, I am a sinner still. I know that often when I strive to keep a spark of love alive for thee, the powers within leap up in unsubmissive might and oft benumb my sense of right and pull me back to sin. I know that though in doing good, I spend my life, I never could atone for all I've done. But though my sins are black as night, I dare to come before thy sight because I trust thy son. In him alone, my trust I place, come boldly to thy throne of grace and there commune with thee. Salvation, sure, O Lord, is mine and all unworthy, I am thine. For Jesus died for me. Amen. Amen. Uh, just a quick note. Uh, today is March 17th. Last year, March 20th, we began our Twin Steeples podcast. We've been doing this for one whole year. Oh. It'll be, be coming up this Saturday. So uh, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Pastor, for uh, working through us this year and looking forward to the coming year as well. And uh, please continue to share this podcast with anybody you might think uh, would like to and appreciate the information here. And uh, pray that the Lord continue to bless the work of this and also the work of our uh, little corner of Christ's kingdom here in Mankato. So thank you for joining us for the Twin Steeples podcast. Again, a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. And may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.